Welcome, welcome. We're here at a much more reasonable time than last yes, week. Yes, we're not we're not going into the night. As you can see, I still have daylight illuminating illuminating through my uh, window right here. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Batman the Fanimated Stream. Um, uh, where me and Scott, of course, or Scott and I, I should say, discuss uh, episodes of Batman the Animated Series. I mean, sorry that we're a little bit late. Little technical difficulties. If you guys actually saw my Twitter, I just posted stuff about the vodka stream last night because for some reason it was taking forever but yes but dave oh. i do have a question for you okay what is it so, so where are the joker shirts <laughs> where, where are the joker Ding. shirts <laughs> Ding, man never gonna live that one down I love it. never never you've lived down letting me sign off that one's that one's moved on exactly but now it's gonna be joker shirts it's gonna that be the joker one. shirts <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Please don't let me live that down. Please. I, um, I I was tempted to wear my Joker shirt tonight, too. But I wore my my Batman, of course, Zack Snyder's Justice League shirt because I was like, all right, I'll grab something I, Batman. I've actually worn all of my foot action shirts except for the Flash. Nice. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I bought a shitload of shirts. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I only I got the Cyborg shirt and this one. That's the only ones I got. I got them all. And yeah. so the only one I haven't. I, I wore Aquaman like last Sunday, and so now it's like Flash. I'm waiting for an opportunity to wear Flash. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, thank you guys for uh, joining in. Oh, shut up, Jose. Yes, I see the score of the Dodgers-Giants game. Shut your face. That's what? fine. Hey, Dave, I got something that's going to make you feel better. Okay, good. What? Okay, here, here. This this will because it, it because this is something that's happening tonight. Oh. So there you go. Ah, uh, yes. Anya Taylor-Joy, those pretty – pretty eyes man yeah she's hosting saturday night live she's looking into your soul she really is like i'm hypnotized right now i mean <laughs> we're, we're gonna be talking i mean talking about just uh man she'd maybe even be a good poison ivy live action i don't know a lot of people are kind of you know when talking about batgirl eh, I, I, I could see it, her being a good batgirl see i i could you know? i see i see her more kind of like tonight's episode mm -hmm. she's got that film she's got more of that uh femme fatale kind of thing yeah going for maybe her. maybe not so much a uh, a barbara a babs but yeah more of a pam i guess you could say maybe i'd be down for it absolutely <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm so looking forward to uh talking about this episode i just watched it this afternoon yep. and it's been a while since i've watched this one i just remember having very fond memories of it and so i got <laughs> i got notes yes. and i can bust out the mondo book Ooh, we got the mondo book we got the Mondo book. Hold on. Let's go ahead and bust that out because then, you know, we're going to get talking about the episode and then we're not going to have time. And I, and this is a good one. Like this one's like this, this one. Uh, let's see. Make sure I hit my microphone. Yeah. See if I can get this close up enough. Look at that. That's pretty cool right there. Her just posing on that rose. I know. So that's that awesome. was, that's an awesome, that's an awesome poster. Yes, very much so. Yes, guys, we're talking about, of course, Pretty Poison, the first episode that we uh, we get introduced to Poison Ivy. And uh, I mean, I remember last week I was like, I was drawing a blank. I'm like, what exactly happens? And then all of a sudden, like you said, as soon as I put it on, I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this. That, uh, <laughs> I remember this. The Harvey Dent. Oh, yeah. That, I totally was just, and it was funny, too, because I watched this at with my mom last week and of course i rewatched it again today just to take the notes but uh i mean i, I almost want to call this episode no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's what this episode could actually be called as well, because she kind of loses her shit a little bit throughout this uh, episode, specifically towards the end. We kind of see the crazy start coming at it. Well, and that's what I think is really interesting is that you don't see her go like Looney Tunes until the end of the episode, which I think works really well because it really kind of becomes like a a, a de-evolution of her mm-hmm. character to you start to realize oh, you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay. Yeah, letting it out. I can see why Harvey likes you, uh, or loves you, I guess you could say. But yeah, it starts off, and we actually, you know, when when the title card is introduced, which, of course, another beautiful title card right there, um, you hear the Poison Ivy theme. Uh, Shirley Walker, of course, just killing it again. There's actually part, there's something that, the theme, of course, throughout this whole episode is fantastic as per usual. But there's a part which I'm going to play late when we get to it that kind of reminded me of something recent. I went, oh, that's interesting. So we'll get to that. Ooh, but I'm going to be interested to find out what that is because I took yeah. no, I, I made a specific score note myself. OK, so. cool. Yeah. And uh, so we do get right off the bat. We get introduced to that Poison Ivy theme and we get it. I guess you, you could say it's five years uh, ago. Yeah, five years where we see, and I love how it starts too, because you see somebody's digging, you don't exactly know who it is, and of course you see the the rose, the plant, uh, she takes it out, and then of course um, what's going to be happening is we got the new DEA, Harvey Dent, um, is gonna they're going to break ground, him and Bruce are going to break ground on a new uh, Gotham penitentiary, and uh, that's kind of where this whole thing starts because you know when you do that guess what you got to dig up some plants and some you know some of that stuff i love how the entire flashback had that sepia wash to it it's like i love it's like flashback (laughs) it's like without even like being like right in your face that it's like like it wasn't like a wavy thing or something like that it's just you know it's a flashback because like you said that little filter that they put on on there so naturally and we also see her I mean, you don't know exactly it's her, but of course, you know, it's her, you know, she sees the, the newspaper um, headline in the picture and she rips it out and kind of hangs it up and you're kind of going, huh, interesting. And then of course it just flashes forward five years and uh, yes, the, the new penitentiary is there. And then we go right into a breakout, <laughs> right? Well, before like- we get to that though, okay. I love, I love the T of the caption saying a better, safer Gotham. Five years later, <laughs> all right, over a prison break, and I'm just like, oh, nope. still the same Gotham. <laughs> well, I love that because, yeah, I think maybe as a kid, I, I understood that, but as an adult, you just go, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, the sarcasm yeah. Like, is so strong, right there. I know it's like they're, yeah, you know that they put that there on purpose, and then uh, so yeah, somebody's breaking out through helicopter. By the way, I mean it's just land a helicopter, get in, get out. But then of course you got Batman that's going to be somewhere perched up somewhere, and sure enough, we see him, and he just goes. Just grappling hooks right to that thing, not giving a shit. While while he's supposed to be going to dinner with his buddy, his good buddy Harvey Dent and his new girlfriend. And I love how they do that whole um the back know, and forth. Yeah, it's it's like that, you know, it's like the common kind of almost like a, a C uh uh you know, a, a comic book or superhero trope where it's He's supposed to be somewhere and that and those people or that person is talking about like, oh, Bruce. Yeah, you know, he's you know, I know everything about him and this and this. And it just goes back and forth. It's a good little back and forth uh, with Harvey explaining to Pam about Bruce. And I love the fact that he goes, we know everything about each other. It's like, do you 
do you harv <laughs> and even the jokes are on the nose and i don't care like yeah. like that well he sure knows how to get his kicks yeah. as he kicks the guy who by the way looks like one of the three stooges <laughs> <laughs> yes it looks like mo he definitely he looks like mo. mo yes thank you yes okay. <laughs> and they get dangerously close too. like he like Batman tackles him to like the very edge. I mean, showing those those beautiful shots when you see those like high rise shots that look down in the animation. By, by the way, I think the animation is pretty. You think it's pretty good in this episode? No, this you, yeah. this is like I, I would say this is up like if I yeah. was talking like high tier, mid tier, lower tier. We've yeah. gone through a couple of lower tier episodes recently. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This is definitely what I would call like a higher mid tier because it's got it's got a boxier yeah. character design. It I, I know this I know this studio be well enough because this is the same studio that animates the episode I Am the Night. Oh, okay. Uh, the one where uh, Gordon get Gordon's in the hospital through the entire episode. Mm -hmm. That's the episode that always reminds me of this animation studio. So watching the point, watching Pretty Poison, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's this studio mm -hmm. because it's it's not it's not on leather wings, mm -hmm. but it's definitely not say Christmas with the Joker or <laughs> yeah." Definitely not that. No, no. The animation is looking uh, pretty good in this. But like I said, it's like Batman, Batman tackles Mo. I guess we'll call him Mo. Uh, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why I oughta. Um, and so, but you get, you get dangerously close to that edge. And I was like, damn, Batman just went for it right there. And I'm like, he didn't give a shit. And he's like, I'm taking this guy down. And then. To the point where even Mo, like when you know Batman disappears and, and the cops show up, and he just passes out, and then he's just like he had big wings, which we see later. Um, but then, of course, they're meeting up at the the Rose Cafe. Of course, convenient that it's the Rose Cafe. Um, one thing, and this is just my brain that just when it comes to Poison Ivy, wouldn't you think that she would just be strictly on a carnival diet, carnivore diet, like she wouldn't want to eat plants because. You know. you know, that is that is an excellent question. Yeah. Because huh. she obviously goes crazy when like and cause, you know, when when plants get murdered or dug up, it's like murder. Wouldn't like eating plants also be considered murder towards her? So she would all she would be like, no, you know, F these humans. I'm going to or F every, you know, every living creature that destroys plants. So wouldn't she just eat just nothing but meat? <laughs> Well, you know, Red? that's an excellent question. Unless, unless she has the, uh, the, the philosophical idea that at least if she's eating the plant, it's kind of, it's like the idea of almost like Native Americans with hunting. It's like when they killed an animal, they used Everybody. everything. Yeah. Like, like everything was used for something. Uh, so at least it's not like you dig up a flower just to put in a potted plant for it to slowly die for some sort of aesthetic reason at least if you're eating it it's participating in some sort of circle of life process for sustenance and that it will you know be part of like it's it actually is is being part of like what nature intended versus just makes sense it, pollution or deforestation or aesthetically digging up a, a flower just to put it on your desk yeah i could see maybe that being a a uh, a character trait of hers and it's funny we'll get to this because did you get the pdf i sent you earlier i did but for some reason i couldn't open it okay i don't know why 
I don't it, know it, There was some weird mention that. Sorry. I, I, I'm going to bring this up later, but there, a few years ago, a PDF of the writer's Bible for this show uh, started making the rounds online. And if you search it, you can find a full, it's like a 133 page PDF. And it includes like the backstory that, for a lot of these characters was never explained in the show, but it was there to, to inform writers about the psychology of the characters. And so there's some really cool, interesting backstory about Pamela Isley mm. that I think specifically for this episode, once I heard this, I think I can't remember if I heard this on the Arkham sessions or uh, on Fatman on Batman first, both of them talked about it. There's some really deep psychological underpinnings for Pamela Isley that Bruce Tim and Paul Dini and Alan Burnett like cooked up for these characters. Uh, okay. Yeah. If it opened on obviously on my laptop, I was, when you sent it to me, I was out and about and uh, I tried to do it on my phone. And I think it was just cause it's like a big file and it just was like, eh, the phone, the, you know, the mobile, everything just wasn't working. And then I, when I got home, I forgot. So humor guidelines, <laughs> the ba- the humor in our version of Batman should arise naturally. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of drawings too, at the beginning of this. That's a lots cool. of ske- sketches you'll even recognize yeah. that later became like promo art. Yeah. Uh, seriously. But here, he- so listen to this, this, this is the, uh, this is the backstory that they gave Pamela Isley for the show. Hmm. When she was a child, homely, Pamela Isley's only friends were the plants she tended in her family's greenhouse. Then in high school, the shy girl blossomed into an attractive young woman and suddenly found herself beset with would-be boyfriends. Insecure Pamela was scared by the attention and withdrew even more. Then one day, while she was working alone in the greenhouse, a gang of young toughs surprised and attacked her. During the struggle, some heat lamps shattered, sparking a fire. Pamela escaped, but as she watched the greenhouse burn, she swore she would find a way to use and humiliate all men for the way she was abused. Oh, my God. That really explains so much. (laughs) That is just that that's the backstory. Okay, so that's why I mean, because. I mean, we'll get there, but certain events similar kind of happen, and you can see why she starts really losing her mind towards the end. I know. I mean, that's awesome. That's what's amazing that. about this show. Okay. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Little deep dive into the backstory of all this. That's what. That's what's so great about this. See, we're learning stuff, guys. This is what's so great. So obviously, we get to. Um, um, obviously, Batman takes out the uh, takes out Mo, uh, and I forgot that he also says like, "I am your worst nightmare," you know, which is always just a good line. That that's incredible. Yeah, with Kevin Conroy, just bam. Um, so then, of course, he's late. Uh, he's late. He's late to meeting uh, Harvey and Pam. Another uh, Conroy uh, cameo, by the way. Shit! See, I didn't catch this one. See, I, I gotta pay attention more to the voices. Why I was doing that good at first, and now I'm just going. Now I'm like paying attention to like, other little things that like. Why isn't Pam Isley a meat eater? <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking about more. See, and that's why you missed the cameo because yeah. that's what you're working on. Totally. Conroy was the voice of Andre, the French waiter. Ah, well, there it is. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. You're too busy uh, looking at her plate. I know exactly. I'm so busy. Like, and then the fact that they're like they have desserts on the plate. I'm like, are you gonna, are you gonna eat the desserts? What's going on with that? Are they just gonna leave it there? Jeez, no, but uh. 
uh, yeah. So, well, it's funny before that because Bruce is running late. And then, I mean, I, I, I love seeing this part with the dynamic between Bruce and Alfred because it's just like, you know, Alfred knows he has plans. He's running late because obviously he was stopping a prison break, you know, that tends to run over time, um, <laughs> which is like, man, you did a prison break at what time? Like what? Dinner time? Like five, six o'clock? That's not a good time to do a prison break. And then even before that, too, when you see because there's uh, two spots where Gordon literally gets a phone call and he, some, he rushes out of his his office like something's <laughs> happening. And then, of course, we get Bullock and his fat ass who just can't <laughs> yeah. you gotta go back and get that donut. <laughs> oh, and first appearance of Renee Montoya. Yes, that's right. We see Montoya for the first time. She's uh, right there following uh, Gordon. But uh, yeah, we get that. And yeah, we get it twice, which is pretty pretty cool i like the fact that that happens but uh but i like the dynamic between bruce and um alfred because you know it was just like a routine of alfred was ready like when the batmobile comes in they're already talking about the restaurant bruce is literally asking him is like is it good food alfred is saying yes it is it's exquisite and he's already got his suit ready and the car is already outside idling i mean you just the system you see the system <laughs> of bruce and alfred i love it May I may I uh, recommend the trout amandeur, sir? <laughs> I just like it's, it, it's such a good scene. It, it's, it's such correct. a good dynamic right there. If you want to just nail down Alfred and Bruce right there, where literally has to do the transition of Batman back into Bruce, and then they get to the Rose Cafe and they're having a good time. And uh, Pamela has to leave, or Pam has to leave, and gives uh, Harvey a nice big kiss. That just well, Bruce course has to look i mean i don't know if anybody's been in that situation where somebody's you know it is you just like oh, oh the the pda we're just yeah. kind of like um uh um, hi guys okay. yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah i'm right here and then he's literally just you know or just you know looking at his watch <laughs> it's like, yeah i get it bruce forget it we've been there a lot of people have been there but they're in love i guess <laughs> well they've, they've been dating for a week and they're getting married week. no i know that's the that's the big bombshell that doesn't Bruce do like a spit take? <laughs> no, yeah, he he does. Yeah. He absolutely does a spit take. Of course, this was after we. I'm sorry. When Pamela walks out of the restaurant, did oh, yeah. you not oh. get? Did you not get Jessica Rabbit vibes? Well, big time. I mean, that's what we're. I mean, this is the joke that we were saying last week, and even online is like, we we we're simping hard for these cartoon redheads. <laughs> and I mean, I tell you what. I mean, she's walking out, and she's just doing that walk, that strut, and every guy and the waiter is like, oh. Oh, like I mean, they're all checking her out. And it's like, yeah, she's hot. She's got red hair. She's got, the, you know, the stretch. She's got these big green eyes, not, you know, that it just stick out, man. And it's it's hard. And not she's to... got that strapless number. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you can't help but just, I mean, you know, especially being young ones. I mean, yeah, come on. You know, okay. we're, we're not gonna I, go was yes. I was 10. I was and come on yes i mean come on we're that, at that age it's, you just never know where it's just like what, what what what's happening why am i feeling flustered anyways so then i mean we're almost feeling like harvey at this point because he's you know as he's explaining that he wants to marry her and bruce is going what are you doing dude you met her a week ago he's of course doing the whole ah oh, is it hot in here kind of thing and um taking a drink and everything. And then he, of course, passes out into his chocolate mousse. Um, I still love Bullock's line. You took a, you took a <laughs> FaceTime to your chocolate mousse. Yeah, I know, right? And it's very true. And I was kind of wondering, I'm like, are they going to eat it? No, nah, Harvey's just going to you know, fall, pass out into it. And Bruce is like, ah, stop joking, Harvey. Harvey? Harvey? And then it's like, okay, something happened to Harvey. And, of course, they rush him to the hospital. 
and uh, they're all wondering what's going on. Um, let's see, where was I at here on my notes here? Uh, yeah, the guy's checking around. <laughs> of course, I put that. Um, so he passes out, and then, um, yeah, and then I think this is uh, uh, where Gordon again rushes Yeah, Gordon gets yeah. up. So Someone pours in Harvey Dent or something like that. Yeah. Dent's at the hospital. Yeah. Critical condition. Let's move. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Bullock has to get that donut before he goes in there. I'll tell you what, that's a whole donut trope. I, it just seems like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, that's, I don't know, like, to think that, and I even, my uncle's a cop, and I even asked him, I'm like, is that like a big thing? He goes, you know what? Not really, because if you don't want to, if you have to rush to get to like somewhere, you don't want to have like a belly full of donuts. I mean, I mean, yeah, coffee, sure. Maybe like, you know, a little bit of, but that, that, that trope of like doing that. I mean, I mean, I guess it's just easy to just grab for, and it could just be like a carbo load and a sugar high, but man, I, I would imagine like 20 minutes later, you're just like, ugh. You're just no, like if that. you just had one donut and a cup what? of coffee, you, you, you'd be good. It's like, it's, but if this is Harvey Bullock, we're talking. Oh, about. no, no, that, that, that fat ass is, <laughs> is, is eating the whole freaking dozen. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> it's like, come on, Harvey, you don't need that. So they go to the hospital. They find out that, uh, of course, that he was poisoned. And Bruce is wondering if it was food poisoning. And then we start seeing some detective skills where, uh, you know, the doctor was looking at the blood. And this is one of the clips that, um, that I brought up here. And what's interesting about it is the fact that there's something that happens with the score that reminds me of something recent and see if, uh, see if you spot it here when, uh, let me share the audio. Okay. Let's see if you, uh, you kind of hear it. All right. So here's the scene right here. And fast. So of course, Bruce is like, all right, time to get you a detective. Did you hear it? <laughs> it's hard to hear over the computer, but it's, I get that. Okay, so did you hear that? I mean, there's the, right here. You hear a little of like the strings. Yeah. Yeah, you hear that in BVS. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yes. So there was that. That just stood out because it instantly made me go, "Wait a minute." That that's like something Hans Zimmer used for a BVS when it came to Batman, you know. So that's just like it just stood out, and I was like, "Oh wow, look at that! That's cool." That's oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. good. It's well, good this stuff. is this is something else that makes this episode stronger than the last few that we've been discussing is because this episode goes back to giving us more of that noir feel that we oh, yeah. love about the show. I mean, there's detective work, there's deep psychology, the, the psychological motivation to the character's actions. Like those two Joker episodes that we talked about there, Campy. there was, it was nothing there. Yeah, there wasn't, it was just, it was just classic Batman versus the Joker kind of thing. This is actually Bruce going, okay, well, I'm going to do my own little detective work, which he does brings the sample back to the bat cave and um uh basically knows where you know the, the he, he learns about the poison and where he can get like the antidote but of course the flower which is called um uh it's called the roses ci valaris or something like that i don't know nicknamed wild thorny rose <laughs> that's easier to say i had to go back i was like it's because alfred reads it off like the little paper that comes out of the computer Mm -hmm. He reads off the thing, but yeah, it was called like the Roses C.I. Valeris or something like that. And it's like nicknamed Wild Thorny Rose. So every rose has its thorn, right? Going back to that poison song. Oh, yeah. 
connection. Sorry, I got a little excited there. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, the band Poison made a made a song called um, "Every Rose Has Its Thorn," and this one definitely does. Uh, so then they find out, of course, that it's extinct. So no antidote. So what do you do now? Nothing. You got. You got. You got nothing. That, you got nothing. That's- it's just funny because Batman was so confident or Bruce was confident. And I love the fact that he was just like, man, he got in that suit real quick. Uh, and then he was just ready to just go and yeah, but got no antidote. So now, um, he's got to, uh, he's got to make his way over there, but yeah, then we get the interrogation, uh, scene with the employees of the restaurant from Bullock, of course, who we actually have that clip too, because it's just <laughs> Bullock being dumb. It's right after it was right after the, uh, I don't know. That's the wrong one. Is right after this right here. Boom, boom, boom. And then we got, yeah, we got Bullock, of course, interrogating just the way that Bullock does in this <laughs> right here. Oops, I forgot to share the audio. Damn, the audio. Um, hey, I was so proud of you because you actually got it I the know, last time. I did. I, I was like, see, sometimes I'm just clicking away and I'm clicked too quickly. So so what did you put in this mousse? Mousse. Chocolate. Chocolate. nine. No, 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 it's just like, in their faces, man. In their faces. And I imagine his breath probably smells like whiskey, coffee, and donuts. Probably. Cigars. And cigars. cigars. Cigars, too. Yeah. He's probably got a nice little combination of scent going there. Um, and then, of course, um, let's see. Uh, and then there's a point where Pam actually shows up at the hospital because Bruce called her. And this is where things start getting suspicious for Bruce because it's you could start telling that she starts putting on this act well it's also there's this wonderfully subtle moment and and I and I appreciate how it's animated because it looks awkward because it's supposed to be because you can tell that when Bruce takes Pamela to her car she tries to kiss him yes and Bruce does like the cool kind of um, how about the hug and you know I, that's what I was going to ask. I'm like, did she just try to kiss him? Because like right when she's saying goodbye, her mouth is kind of like, eh? and then all of a sudden she like looks like she goes. Mm? And then he just swiftly just gives her a hug. And I'm kind of going, huh, did she try to? Well, obviously, because I think prior to that, didn't she also like she uh, clipped like another one of the. Uh, it was the same clipping because yeah, it the same it, clipping. because it was a it was a co financing like it, they give harvey and bruce co-credit for the creation of stonegate okay so yeah so she wanted to and, go after him too right because he he's he in the funded. picture yeah he yeah. funded it yeah he funded it so she's got just as much reason to go after bruce as she does to go after harvey so yeah she was going to try to you know work her feminine wiles and get Bruce in there too. And Bruce was like, not having it, not having it, not having, I mean, but that shows that Bruce is, you know, he's a noble dude because, you know, this is his 
one of you know his best friend's woman. He wasn't. I mean, she tried to make a pass at him, and he was like, "Huh?" And then he, that's where he really started getting suspicious because on the drive home, he he's got that. It's got that cut though to remember that she kissed him before he passed out. And I love that detective thing because once again, very subtle, very visual for a cartoon. Like yes, they, and they don't. They didn't bother to like have dialogue to go. Oh, Alfred, he kissed her right before he passed out. No, they just cut to the scene cut back and you see that look while and it happens while they're hugging and he has that look as he looks at her yeah and it and it's just that it's that side eye and you're like now now bruce is getting it and then uh of course he calls alfred to start researching um starts researching her and then when he gets back that that's this is the part where i was i got confused like uh with the other bat uh cave moment because bruce shows up and He's normally you know, in his normal clothes, and then as a researching, I mean, he got dressed pretty, he got pretty really quickly. fast. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be easier to put that costume on, I guess, be, more than because there's not really any armor, I guess you could say. So maybe it's just it's, tight. It, yeah, it's just tights. But uh, they bring up, of course, uh, uh, her, you know, like her driver's license and all, and what she's studied. Obviously, she's got like what they talked about, like a in botany and stuff like that yeah, she's or, got a phd she got a phd in botany but she's working for a cosmetics company nightshade nightshade it's yeah. deadly yeah it's deadly yeah so she works on um of course scents perfumes and what whatnot so um so we got that and then of course we get to the uh towards the the end of this uh episode where you know batman's gonna show up at the greenhouse to uh well you know he's gonna break in as she's wrapping things up she puts on some music and then of course do the whole thing where you got that the 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 separator thing the the thing that folds out where somebody gets dressed behind which is always nice you know she takes the hairnet off doing that whole thing she's (laughs) getting sexy exactly you know when when when, when you're 10 years old you're kind of going what huh anytime someone went behind one of those little dressing things it was like yeah. Ooh, la, la. you always see the clothes go flop over <laughs> over yes <laughs> and and maybe and maybe you get like a shadow silhouette through uh-huh. the screen yeah mm. any little bit right there you're just like ooh. so of course batman's breaking in but little does he know that he's gonna break into the little shop of horrors yeah i know it's like hey guess what she's first off you're gonna i mean he steps on a on a you know a floor that just gives out and he almost falls into like a pit of just like craziness and then pulls himself out because of course he's Batman, but then realizes the vines, what the hell they're moving. And then he's basically stuck in a big, huge Venus fly trap, which is, you know, it's pretty awesome. I mean, can, I, I'm trying to think like, I mean, obviously we had the live at, we've had a live action poison Ivy with, with uh, Batman and Robin. We saw how that went. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm just wondering like, man, I don't know if you ever played the Arkham games. Have you ever played I've the Arkham video? Yeah. Played them. Okay. I, I, I have, uh, you're talking about a guy who has completed them over a hundred percent, all there the river trophies. Thank you. Every, all, <laughs> all the things like, isn't, that, isn't that crazy how that is? Like when you fish, finish, I remember when I, when I played Arkham Asylum and I got done with it <laughs> and it was like just the initial story and it goes, yeah, you completed 22%. I went, what the fuck? <laughs> like 22 percent oh no 
when I finished the game, I think I was already at a hundred or something because I was looking for all of the Arkham files the yeah. entire time. I was looking for all the Riddler oh trophies. Yeah. Oh yeah. I There's was just so much there, but, but I bring that up because I always like the, you know, I mean the poison Ivy stages. I mean, geez. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah. Especially like, and I love the fact that it was always destruction afterwards. So for the rest of the game, all the plant stuff yes. was still, still there. there. Yeah. No, nah, it was just always good. So I'm like, I mean, there's so much you could do there. Like, we, we, I mean, we all know that Margot Robbie's wanting, been wanting to get Poison Ivy into the, uh, the into the new movie world, and hopefully uh, they'll be able to do that because there is a lot there. Like I said, you got like these these plants these, that are just these big huge creatures. Like we got this big huge uh, Venus flytrap that's about to chomp on Batman. And of course, he kicks he kicks the teeth, which that seemed like poor little plant. Just like I know, right? Breaks the teeth, but well, they I think it's interesting is that in this universe, pa uh, poison ivy isn't a metahuman. At least no. you never get the sense that she's a metahuman. It's just like no. she just she's just really good with plants, and she has darts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she just you know, and she just has a, a you know over her over her gauntlet right here. She's got like a little dart gun thing that she shoots, and uh, you know, I mean that makes for some really cool Batman dodging sequences, of course. But I think it's also fun here. This is a score part I wanted to bring up. Okay. Because when she's getting dressed and then Batman's getting all like wrapped up in the Venus flytrap thing, I love how the score has like this weird dreamy 50s vibe going on while she's like changing and he's getting all wrapped up. And it's just kind of like this, Mr. Sandman, give me a dream. And it's just this weird kind of, uh, you know, it, it sounds almost as if. If this war is sort of stuck in the 40s, you could almost think that this was like the music that was playing like when she was younger growing up. But it kind of like has that pinup. Uh, I pulled this right here mainly okay. for more. And let's see if this actually has a little bit of that. Oh, please call me Poison Ivy. Mm, maybe not. You see, Harvey had to pay for his crime. Nah, I don't think it has it right here. No, it was probably playing like right, right before, before this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But look at that poison ivy costume, man. Come on. Yeah, they Bruce Tim talked about in an introduction about how they really simplified it to just make it uh, basically a bathing suit. Okay. Wait. Oh yeah, yeah, the bathing suit. But this is right. This is where you start seeing some of the crazy come out right here. Oh yeah. <laughs> like. And then she, oh, 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 <laughs> you know, oh, and I love how her hips, like she has to do the little ba boom. <clears throat> oh, sorry, didn't mean to, didn't mean for the uh, the didn't psycho to woman to come out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really start seeing the crazy coming out. I love that part right there. And then, um, uh, let's see. And then, of course, they do like they do actually a really cool shot too, where she applies. Yeah, right here, she applies. <sighs> Well, no, did they already? She already did it. Sorry, where is it at? There's like they do like a close up right here of the yes, world. and it's just like oh man, I mean, come on, I mean, good. This is just a good animation so right there. Whoop! Oh, and I also love the fact that you know she pulls the lipstick out of her cleavage. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's where. Uh, <laughs> that's where. Sorry, you what it, woman? I, I, it's one of those comic book things. I'm sorry. Like, what woman store like uses her cleavage <laughs> like a clutch? I mean, it's a, it's a common trope for a lot of things, but you know, I mean. <laughs> 
Why not? I mean, it, essentially, it kind of is like another pocket, I guess you could say. Dude, your <laughs> your dude hat is showing way too hard. I right know, now. right? <laughs> oh, I just got canceled. No, but uh, <laughs> very much so. But I, I just kind of I love that. And then um, and then I love uh, I mean, Batman has some really good leg, leg strength. If you Right here. I mean, oh yeah, when he collapses, like yeah. the uh, the sprinkler system. Oh yeah. yeah, like he, like he. I mean, it is. He's like showing those legs right there. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. He didn't miss leg day. No, you know that's just why you don't skip leg day right there. And then he finally realizes, oh wait, I got a blade in my glove right here, and I'm just gonna break break out of it. And then there's the first no. <laughs> there's the first no. I love it. No. <laughs> and yeah. I love how she's got to like clutch her like like it's causing uh, her physical pain <laughs> right <laughs> and you know and then of course this causes like a chain ring or well, she of course shoots the darts and and she ends up shooting like even like the the creature too and oh, then yeah. of course the uh the lights fall down from batman of course bringing him down with his grappling hook. and then we're gonna hear another we're gonna hear the best no i guess you could say of the whole thing when the fire starts right here <laughs> Which, once again, going back to the writer's Bible, exactly. This is like some serious trauma for her right now. Oh yeah, she's seeing. I mean, pretty much this the fire engulfing the trees and all the everything is like it's like her entire family is being burnt alive, burned alive, man. So she's losing her shit right now. I mean, I also, by the way, I want to talk about how the animators got away with some cool stuff because all that chlorophyll coming out of that um at that Venus flytrap mm. is totally their way of going, okay, we can't do blood, but the plant can like ooze out like gallons of chlorophyll exactly <laughs> and it, it you know nobody will care because no one will care no no yeah, it's just a plan we can get away with that you almost think like oh man they probably love that They're like hey we can finally show some like goriness even though it's a a plant it's still something guys it's still something go you know go buck wild please let it just spill like crazy. spill ooze just <laughs> yeah. like go tarantino on this plant oh, I mean, yeah. come on everywhere let you know just let it go like a fire hose please and um, so, um, yeah, she loses her mind. And then she, of course, grabs her little rose, her little thorny rose, uh, because that's what this whole, you know, basically that's what the whole episode's about is her saving this specific rose that she, of course, uses to poison people. And we oh, we forgot to mention, too, that she does kiss Batman. So at this time, Batman is kind of, you know, feeling woozy. And then when all this is happening, uh, he's almost falling down. But guess what? I mean, again, Strong legs, strong arm, because he's holding himself up as well as the plant, as he yeah. reveals. The bottle for the weed. <laughs> I have always remembered that yes. line. It's a good line. The it's bottle a good line. <laughs> and I also love it because he's dangling this potted plant <laughs> as if he's threatening to kill her child or something. Exactly. I mean, it's just, I mean, if it would just go, it would just, the, the, the vase would just break and then it would probably, you could probably still salvage it, even if it like hit the ground or something like that too. But then again, maybe there was like a plant thing down there where it would just, I don't know, but it's just, it is funny how she's just like, my baby. I mean, you see, yeah, again, the she's trauma. genuinely like concerned uh, for that thing. I mean, she's like pretty much almost cuddling with it, like rubbing her, like, oh my God, man. She is so obsessed. It is 
it's awesome. And then, I mean, that, like, like, I'm glad you actually read that 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 thing from the, the writers thing, because it just makes sense now, because you really are seeing a lot of the trauma of Pam Isley right here. And it's great, which I think they were trying. Uh, I mean, that's the, again, going back to doing like a black label type movie i mean you could do one just called ivy and kind of investigate this whole thing where you know there could be oh, a whole the eco-terrorist angle for her yes. is fabulous yeah. i mean and 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 if you talk about like the way that joker as the black label movie dealt yeah. with uh wealth disparity and uh hmm. one percenters and you know that whole thing think about what you can do with environmentalism and eco-terrorism with with i i mean it's all there i mean she's a character that was i mean and let's be honest she was a character that was created i think in the 70s yeah so yeah she's in yeah she's not as old as some of the other ones no she isn't so and and actually this animated series was her first like out of comic apparently because she was never in the 66 show yeah she was never in super friends I mean, th th I mean, they got to start from ground zero with her, kind of like what they did with Man Bat, which yeah. is something I still think is interesting is that these early episodes were getting these Batman villains that had never seen the light of day outside of a comic page True. in these early episodes. That's what's great about it. I mean, that's I think that's what what this series is really um, given like a lot of people is the fact that, you know, if you're not an avid comic book reader, I mean, you're getting a lot of good backstories when it comes to his rogues gallery. And this is like a per perfect example. I mean, I mean, wait till we get to, you know, you know, Heart of Ice. I mean, that's like, oh, my God, that's just top notch right there. But, uh, you know, but this is up there, too, man. I mean, we, we obviously we talked about the Scarecrow episode, too. That was a deep dive. But I think, you know, it was, still, it was a little on the campy side, but still pretty damn good. Um, but with this one, yes, you really uh, get into the psyche of Pam. And then, of course, they get out. And uh, now we cut to um, Harvey waking up in the hospital. Like, what happened? And this is what I love about this scene because <laughs> you're waking up and you're like, I have no idea what happened. You know, you, you got Bruce there. And then he just goes, he starts talking about maybe, you know, Pam, marrying Pam Isley, probably not a good idea. And then it's just like, okay, that would kind of suck to wake up after not knowing what happened. And then you were in love. And then all of a sudden you realize, wait, she tried to kill me. I mean, that's got to be, you know, that's got to sting a little. <laughs> well, not only that, I, I, it never occurred to me until this viewing, which once again, this amazing thing about the show is that things can still be fresh after what, 30 yeah. years. But you, we as Batman fans would assume, because we know Poison Ivy does the love potion thing. Yeah. They never approach that in this episode. We're actually, if you just go on the superficial, what were explained in this episode, we're to believe that Harvey Dent of his own volition decided to marry this woman after a week mm -hmm. because the episode never tells us true otherwise. However, comic book fans would probably, we're automatically applying the idea that she probably doused him with a love potion, but the show never told us that. Well, or did it with the nightshade? 
I don't know, but once again, it b- but the show doesn't explain it or or not, hang a lantern on it. Yeah, it's not in our faces, but maybe it was like a subtle thing in the writing where, oh yeah, she does fragrances in it, you know, and it just kind of gave the idea of like, oh yeah, when a woman puts this on, men are going to be flocking at their feet or something like that. So maybe that was kind of like, hey, we're not going to like, wink. Yeah, we're not going to actually just like explain it, but we're just going to kind of show you this. You figure it out for yourself. And here we are 30 years later going, oh, (laughs) well, it's also because as a kid, you could you would. I mean, let's be honest, 10 year old us. (laughs) Would we believe that you've met this woman for a week and you'd be willing to marry her? That is not a bridge too far for a 10 year old. You'd go, yes. Yeah. That's how this works, right? Right. Yeah. I thought uh, when I grow up, I'm just gonna fall in love with somebody, get married them a week later. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, I didn't think about that. That is a good point. Where we don't, we're not actually given that package. We're just like, hey, you know, you get it, you get it. This is why. So maybe that's why they didn't. Well, now, now that I think about it, it's like when Harvey wakes up and now he's just kind of like, huh? Maybe he having the antidote, getting the poison out of his system. Maybe some of that flushed out too. I mean, I'm not maybe they were i'm not maybe i'm thinking a little too deep with it but maybe he's just like huh yeah she crazy I'm like why was i so like in love with her you know i wonder if there would be like a another there was like an extra 10 seconds of that scene where he was just kind of like huh maybe i'm not maybe you were right bruce or something like that i don't know right if there was a little more time but once again yeah. there's because we're talking about 22 23 minute yeah. children's programming cartoon i mean this was they were, they did it was economy yeah and once again this is why this is one of those strong episodes because they told you just enough that you went with it exactly. and the story made sense the story made sense and then we uh wrap up uh the episode with uh of course um Pam in the in the state pen there in the Gotham pen where she, of course she uh, where all this thing started I like I like how she ends up in the place that she was very pissed exists I know it's a great, great irony even though yeah. you're like shouldn't shouldn't cuckoo cuckoo be in Arkham yeah but well eventually but she'll get there she'll get to Arkham yeah. but I I do understand the irony of oh she's in Stonegate yeah the very place that the destroyed the thing like it's her whole psychological motivation of the episode full circle i love it and then it's funny too because well when i actually watched this with my mom she because i think she actually watched it before even re-watching it again she was going why would they let her have the plant (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna see that oh especially when we get to arkham yeah they get access to things you're like you're like can they really do why, that? I mean, why, why would you do? Why would you do that? Plant is uh, kind of got some poison in it. I mean, and then you know, when it comes to, I mean, I think this was like uh, a thing that was really emphasized in the Harley Quinn show is the fact that you have a plant anywhere near poison ivy, she's gonna utilize it to the max. I mean, it could be a little weed popping out of somewhere, and she's just like like that. It's like careful people she can uh but then then again that's taken the more meta-human approach right she's definitely a meta-human in the harley quinn yeah exactly that's the more meta-human poison ivy this is the more not so not so much uh but it is kind of interesting that i mean i guess it's like oh they want to keep 
They want to keep the prisoner who tried to kill the new, try to kill the DEA, uh, the new DEA. Is that the right? DA. You keep yeah, saying right. DA. It's not the Drug Enforcement Agency. Where's your brain going tonight? <laughs> Sorry, my brain Dave. went to D. I, I don't know why I went to DEA. DA, the district attorney. Sorry, not the, <laughs> not the drug. And oh my God, there's there's my uh, new brain fart for uh, this week right there. <laughs> DEA. Wait, when is someone going to clip that out? I'm just, I know I'm somebody clip that out. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's uh, waiting for the stream to end. And they're going to do it right away. Damn it. No, but uh, the, yeah, the new DA, I mean, not the new DA, I guess you could say it's, he's been there for five years, but still, it's like she tried to kill somebody, but I mean, I guess they want to still make their prisoners feel a little comfortable and as long as she has that plant. <laughs> I know. I, I, I want to give a shout out. There's a podcast called the Arkham Sessions that they they did. Uh, it's with Dr. Andrea Linamendi, who actually, if you read that uh, Snyder Cut piece from uh, Vanity Fair, she's quoted in that article. Yeah. I'm actually um, going to try to get her on the vodka stream soon. Oh, she's yeah. she's really intriguing. Um, she's a fan, but she's yeah. also a certified clinical psychologist and they did an entire show where they broke down every they did like what we're doing but yeah. focused on the psychology in every episode and she would talk about the idea because her co-host who i think is her i'm not sure if her, i know it's a, her partner um it would go why why do you let why do you let them have that stuff <laughs> see i have to check that out no, but I've been um, I've been wanting to talk to her. I mean, um, when my, uh, my 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 friend Eric like suggested, I was like, oh yeah, he suggested it before, and I'm like, it'd be kind of cool to like get, talk to her about you know the psychology of Batman and stuff like that. I know she's taking a dive into that, so I'm gonna try to get her on the stream one of these days. That'd be a, a nice uh, a nice conversation. That should be pretty fun. Oh, I I love her. I love her uh, her handle on Twitter, at least what it used to be, because her mm -hmm. handle used to be Arkham Asylum Doc. Is that what it was? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I think I remember that. Yeah. 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 I want to pick her brain when it comes to that because, you know, I mean, kind of like what we're doing now and like diving into the psyche of, uh, of Pam here. And we could tell like, yeah, I mean, and then reading the little, I get what you read from the writer's description. I mean, it's just, it's all just hearing that and then every, and then going through like the notes and everything. It's like, oh yeah, it all, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Which yeah, is which is going to come really full circle when I mean we're we're like we are like months, maybe years away from. But when we get to House and Garden, uh -huh. that episode, oh, like this whole thing, I feel like comes completely because that's actually her last appearance in before we get to New Batman Adventures, mm -hmm. like in the original eighty something order. House and Garden was her final appearance before season three. See, yeah, and I, I recognize the, the episode title, but I'm kind of going, ah, what what happened in that episode? But I'm sure same thing with this one. Put it on. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. This happens. That oh yeah, that oh man, that yeah. Um, it's gonna all come flooding back. But yep, that's the episode right there. Very very good episode. Like yeah, it's probably one of the better ones <laughs> from the past couple of weeks that we've reviewed. Yeah, um, especially after what's coming up next week. What is next week? The Underdwellers. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. I'm, oh man. The oh, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna be roasting that. I'm gonna be roasting that episode. I mean, that's this is. <laughs> I mean, this is an episode where it's just like, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll talk. We'll touch bases with it. But I mean, I think you could. The what what you gather from that episode is, 
Bruce just going, hey, you know, you got these in, uh, these orphans. So obviously it's near and dear. You can make that correlation. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. <laughs> it's definitely. It's, an it's, <laughs> but don't worry. After that one, we've got a good string after that one because the one after that is POV. Yes. I love POV yeah. because POV that was Rashomon before I knew what Rashomon was. <laughs> mm. That is true. That's going to be good. But, but of course, we're going to have to get through, you know, the one where the guy has pet crocodiles or alligators. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, all right, you live in the sewer. It's pretty funny. But but this episode was great. And hopefully you uh, you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, us breaking it down. Do you have anything else you want to add to it, Scott? No, I just once again uh, could. Oh, by the way, I did. I did have something I want to add because I want to give kudos to Diane Pershing, who's the voice of yep. Poison Ivy. Very well. That is an a that is an incredible performance. That no! then she, I, and she and she lands this character like I think this is her best known role. Like I looked her up online, and she was like a writer. She did like TV shows and was a backup singer and has done other voice work too, but like, this is like, this is the, the crown jewel of her resume is being poison Ivy. And she nails it. Absolutely nails it. I mean, just, just with like, just the, the even with that scene where she's like about to lose it and goes, you know, just, just the changing of the voices. And like I said, she said the way she says no and just yells it out. I just love that. I love, she, the, you know what she's got? She's got like that Lauren Bacall mm -hmm. kind of, you know, that 50, like I said, that she, yeah. she play, they, they wrote her as a femme fatale oh, and totally. she's got, and she's got that that voice quality that's like the maybe you had like one too many yeah. cigarettes and <laughs> a little deepness to a it. A little deepness yeah. to yeah. it. Oh yeah. No, it's very well done. And uh yeah, it's a great episode. So all right, guys. Well, there you go. Pretty poison. Great. This is episode five. Like I said, we're doing the production order. So next week, like I said, we just discussed the underdwellers. That's right. Yay! Yay! Uh, the light, the light, the light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh uh, yeah. It's the things uh, it's, I remember about this episode. I know. It's interesting. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be one of yeah. Next week is gonna be an episode where we're just gonna be cracking a lot of wise when it comes to uh, this episode. Uh, the underdwellers. We're gonna be laughing and uh, yeah, we're gonna be roasting it like you said <laughs> for sure. It'll be fun. But anyways, guys. Um, appreciate it. Like, uh, like I said, uh, uh, subscribe to the channel, do all that stuff. And, uh, Batman, the Fanimated animated, uh, stream is on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon podcasts, and Spotify. Just type it in. I'll provide the links down below. And, um, yeah, if you want to, if you can't watch, you can listen, you can listen to our great voices and uh, including great voices. Scott, go ahead and promote yourself. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Film Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found, pretty much every place he just said, where <laughs> you can find the podcast of this stream. And, of course, you can find us on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, and the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com. But also, don't forget, going down below to Dave's uh, Teespring, where we're going to have merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. Right. merchandise. Right. I'm trying to make some uh, Batman fanimated stream shirts, which... Of course, we got some great drawings from uh, from Alessandro, Mask of Shy, and I figured, you know what? Let's uh, let's put some of these on some shirts. So look forward 
to that. Those will be coming soon. So. You want everyone to wear my face? Of course. You want our faces on your chest? It's going to happen. It's going to happen <laughs> right there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You went there. You went there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do, man. It's definitely what I do. But uh, thank you, Scott. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Until next week, um, same uh, bat time, same bat channel. Hopefully it should be. I don't think there's any more birthdays. Like I said, I think we're, uh, we're pretty good for a little bit there. So, all right, guys, we love you, and we'll talk to you later.